our LSU. Boom! All night long. Yes. Let's freaking go! We are so close to the start of the season. It's a wonderful night to chat LSU football. You guys know the schedule. Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sundays, 8.15 Central. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central. And, of course, pregame, halftime, and postgame throughout the entire season. And I feel as if Omar Spates today got a major Chips Ahoy Oreo Amos and Andy chip on his shoulder today when he was overlooked for something that I felt he believes he deserves going into this next year. We'll talk about that today. Also, what is something you believe Brian Kelly has to do to overcome some of the deficiencies potentially on this team. I will say Brian Kelly did have a press conference less than, I guess you could say two hours before we actually started this live stream. A lot of you are very worried about Sage Ryan going into this next season because he hasn't lived up to his five-star potential. I will tell you this, LSU feels comfortable with him at outside corner. You can have your opinion about that, at this moment in time, I felt as if Brian Kelly wanted to give Sage that confidence because they are going to need him next year in that very interesting and integral role. So we're going to talk about all of that today. Obviously, me and Blake Rafino are fighting right now over steak. So I am loving that. Obviously, uh, it, apparently, we're going to have to have a cook-off here. So we got a lot of fun things to talk about tonight. Now, I will say this. I love it when experienced players get a little extra something in their system. And I felt as if today a guy by the name of Omar Spates feels slighted. Okay. LSU had 11 players on the coaches' preseason all SEC teams. Now, why is this relevant? Well, it's not so much a quarterback because normally they get the quarterbacks right for first and second team. Skill position, offensive guys, they get the guys right. But everywhere else, media and coaches will tend to go with the guys that they knew about before the season. And Omar Spates, this is his first year in the SEC. A lot of coaches might not even know who he is. And he, to me, was the most prominent player left off the all-SEC preseason team. First team, Jaden Daniels, Malik Neighbors, Will Campbell, Makai Wingo, Mason Smith, and Harold Perkins. Second team, Mason Taylor, Emory Jones, and the kickoff specialist, Nathan Dybert. And for the third team, Greg Brooks and Slade Roy. So you have a lot of guys on here who has never been named to an all-conference team. Malik Neighbors has, Makai Wingo has, Will Campbell has, Harold Perkins has, but everyone else, no, not at all. What did Omar Spates do in the Pac-12? Well, he was a multiple-time all-conference performer. He probably feels some type of way about that. And I want people to understand 
going into this next year that there is a very non-zero chance, non-zero chance that he is the overall most consistent, if not best player on LSU's defense. Now, I think Harold Perkins is better. I believe a Harold Perkins Heisman bet is a smart one at plus 15,000. I think he could be the first defensive player to win the Heisman since Charles Woodson. Now, I would take a few defensive touchdowns and a potential return. That would be obviously very spicy in special teams. Um, but the truth here is Omar Spates is one player on this team, along with Makai Wingo, whose role is defined, and at the same time, at their current role, they have produced at an all-conference level. Okay? So I am glad that they slighted Omar Spates because I feel as if he is going to be extra motivated to prove to each and every one of you that he is a real deal. This is a year five player. And look, I'll be honest with you. Transfer linebackers at LSU, it's been a mixed bag in recent years. A very mixed bag. The last couple of seasons, there was a transfer linebacker that was hyped out of control and they turned out to not be who they were. So there is some mystery around Omar Spates coming over from the Pac-12 to the SEC where the competition is going to be more difficult. But at the same time, he is going to be surrounded by better pieces. He has never, and I mean never, played with someone as talented as Harold Perkins in his life. Mason Smith, Makai Wingo. So I am really excited about Omar Spates going into next season. And we just haven't talked a whole lot about him, which I think is kind of weird because – it's not a certain thing that he's going to be great going into next year, but I think he will be. At Oregon State, he dyed his hair orange. Bold prediction, by the end of this next season, he will dye his hair purple. Okay? So, uh, truth be told, Mason was all SEC as freshman year. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Morgan. Was he? Uh, let me see. Was he all SEC or just all freshman? All SEC. Uh, but... Still, I still obviously I'm very bullish on Mason Smith. I bought a bunch of his cards uh, today. They actually got in the mail. Um, but still, point be the same. I didn't mean to overlook Mason Smith. Obviously, I think he's one of the best players on this team. The truth remains the same. The major point: Omar Spates, I think, is going to have a massive season, and it's going to be hard for him to not be LSU's leading tackler by the end of the year. So that's what I wanted to start off with today. I want you to right now in the chat, give me what you believe, not what your mom believes or what your dad believes or your girlfriend, wife, boyfriend, whatever. Give me what you believe is the major hurdle that Brian Kelly must cross this season. What concerns you the most? Okay. Apparently, my wife is bringing me an Oreo milkshake, so you can't really beat that. And we got a bunch of Florida Staters in here tonight. Not really a surprise there. Shout out to you. Okay. And I feel as if LSU is in a spot where they could see all three levels of the defense get first team all ACC years. Let's hope that is the case. 
Poll question is up. Omar Spates will lead LSU in tackles. Let me know. Okay. CB says safety depth. There you go. Everybody, welcome CB to the channel. Golden Boot, good to see you. BT, my guy Forbes is in here. My wifey is in here. Hal is in here. We go. Tyler Reggie. I hope you're fighting the good fight, man. Good to see you, Jules. Zach, lots of beautiful people in here today. Okay? Now, we'll do what we always do. We're going to give out a big card tonight. If we hit a hundo um, in Super Chats, what do we want to give out tonight? Oh, okay. How about this? I don't want to give this one out. But it's a Tuesday. And you guys know, I love me some thick running backs. Kenny Hilliard, this is one of the first autographs that Kenny Hilliard has ever given out. Okay? I'm giving this one out if we hit a hundo. In Super Chats, okay? Hundo and Super Chats are giving out a Kenny Hilliard autograph card. Okay? So let's get it. Don't forget, you can join the PHL Patreon. You get all my extra bonus tiers, film studies, grades. I release every single prospect grade from this past year all on one handy-dandy list. You can see which true freshman had the five-star grade for me. I feel, I believe I gave five out this year. And for me, a five-star is a guy that can help you year one, right? Um, so check it out, patreon.com slash LSU football. All right. So, Kenny Hilliard, man, can't beat it. There's a running back out of Opelousas in the class of 2024 who reminds me of Kenny Hilliard. He is a tank, an absolute hummer running through the hole. I love it. Now, next thing I want to get into, what I feel Brian Kelly's major hurdle will be going into next year. Touched on it uh, over the past uh, 48 hours, a little bit on Sunday, a little bit last night on Blake's show. I believe getting this team to start quicker is going to be so key. LSU was 1-8-1 and one in first quarters last year. If you take out the Purdue game that didn't play their starters. 1-8-1 and one versus Power 5 competition. Okay, and there were 3-7, and seven, I believe, in first halves. Okay. Now, we had Slade Roy on here not too long ago. We've done this topic a few times, and now that I've sat on it, I believe there are a few things that I feel LSU can do to help jumpstart the whole team, right? I feel as if trick plays... That's something that Florida State did versus us last year to get their offense jump-started. I feel as if we can use a little bit more, I guess you could say, play action. I felt as if we did not use play action enough last season. Obviously, a lot of people feel you need to establish a run first before you set up play action. The data says play action is still a valuable asset, even if your running game isn't the absolute best. But the thing is, is LSU's running game is good. So. Play action and obviously trick plays are thing I think are two things that LSU will use more of going into next year. I felt as if Wilson Alexander asked a very good question of Brian Kelly during the press conference a minute ago. How do you balance trying to be more explosive and take more shots while also still establishing a running game and all of that? 
And Brian Kelly said, we don't just want to take shots just to take them. We want to be in a spot where we are balanced as a team. All right. We also have to be better on special teams. We also have to be better defensively. We also have to be better overall on first drives of the game. And we bring in our first super chat of the evening. We got a Riley Ortego. I love it. The same team every week. No random bad weeks. Absolutely. Look, Florida State dealt with this problem last year as well. They had bad games. They did, right? Now, I don't think that their offense had as long of dry spurts as our offense had last year. But I do think that they had some really poor performances, right? The Wake Forest one really sticks out to me. But I do agree with you, Riley. We have got to do better versus a team we are better than. And I've gotten this question a lot. Carter, what is the sign that you think this team is a true contender? To me, it's not what's going to happen versus Florida State. Florida State's a really good team. The sign of a contender or a sign of a really good team is a team that takes care of business of not-so-great teams, right? So I think really Mississippi State is going to be the game. And I know that sounds weird, but I think Mississippi State is going to be a game where you're going to see if this team is a real deal. That is a road game. That is an 11 a.m. game, both of which we did not perform well in last year. And that is a game versus a team that is not good. I think this will be the first time in two seasons that the SEC West will have an objectively bad team in it. Okay. The last couple of seasons, I wouldn't say that there was a team that you can just run over, right? Like there was, you know, in Arkansas 2018, 2019. Um, I think Mississippi State's about to be really bad this year. Okay. Let's go to Adam. Where do you buy your cards from? Great job, Carter. Thank you for all the info. There you go, Adam. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to love Adam. He's been rocking with me for a while. If we do hit the hundo mark tonight, Adam, you got to stay with us so you can get it. I will give this one to Adam. Okay, Kenny Hilliard. I get them from a wide variety of people. Okay, now I will say, I've been very fortunate to receive a lot of cards to give out. Also, I do buy most of mine on eBay. Uh, I don't have the benefit of going to an LCS, which is a local card show. I do a lot of business at actual big card shows, um, and I have some experience with that, and that helps with trades and deals and all of that. But the truth is, Adam, if you really want a sports card consultation, hit me up. I'll happily help you out at PowerHourLSU on Twitter or Instagram, and we'll help get a plan out for you because what you don't want to do is look at all these fancy $50,000 Joe Burrow cards, and you spin your budget, and you think the next day it's going to go up to 100 k It's not how it works. So uh, I would stay away from Burrow, Chase, and, and and Jefferson because they are so expensive right now. Now, if you got it, if you got it like that, go on ahead. Lemire from Beauty and the Beast, be my guest, be my guest. But super chat the rest. You see, that was kind of smooth. Ha <laughs> ha ha! It's a lot. It's a lot. Michael B is a Justin Jefferson collector. You, it's it is it is a tough road. Because here's the thing when you collect the when you collect him, he's got super fans all around the globe. He's global now. Okay. He's hanging out with Vinny Jr., one of the biggest soccer stars on the planet. Now that means Brazilians know this guy is now Spaniards. He's on Fortnite. So you're you're going up against a lot. Now, if you want to be a Kenny Hilliard super collector, you're going up against LSU fans, and that's it. Now, 
Um, we really threw out some stinkers against Arkansas and Tennessee last year. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Paul, what's good, man? So, Paul, I really appreciate the photo you sent me earlier this year. Let me know. I'll post it. It was a really cool moment uh, for PHL Nation. Just finished up fall camp here at ULL. Just drop a body, send some love. Go Tigers, go Cajuns. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I guess you could say my relationship with UL, the Raging Cajuns. We have Raging Cajun viewers. I don't really know how much I actually love UL, right? I didn't spend a lot of time in Lafayette growing up, but I have a lot of friends who do and family that do. And, and still live there. So I cheer for him. Um, I actually reached out to my buddy Seth Lewis, who is an expert on UL Raging Cage and everything. I was interested to see if Chandler Fields, the former Rumble quarterback, he was Jamar Chase's quarterback, was going to be the starter. He said somebody else is going to be. Um, what is his name? Who is going to be UL starting quarterback? Let me see. Who did he tell me? Ben Wooldridge. Shout out to you, Ben, if you're watching. If you want to jump on tonight, Ben, let me know. We'll happily chat. All right, come on in. Hey, Ken Ken. Oh, you got me a mini? You want to say hi, Ken Ken? Hi, everybody. <laughs> what you got? Well, thanks, being a we got a little cherry in there. Ow, Take a quick. Get pig. Come here. You want me to hold her and get her up there? We got a dog going crazy in here. <laughs> Everybody say hi. So we got the Oreo shake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's see if it's good. I don't care if it's not good. You didn't answer me, so I just. Oh, that's good. That's some good festation in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. We can skedaddle. Okay. Skedaddle. You're, you're, you're actually welcome for the shake. You're welcome. I already said thank oh, you. Oh, did you? Or did I say thank you? I don't think I said thank you now. I don't think you did. All right, bye now. Well, thank you, dear beloved thine. I don't think, I don't think I'm ever going to get a shake again. I know, Samuel. That's I am a little chunky. Soccer, soccer me is not here anymore. This is fire. Sonic America's driving, baby. Oh, it's too thick. It's too thick, though. I can't even do a three-hour show tonight. This thing is just sitting in my throat right now. <clears throat> oh, this, this is thick. It's good. I feel like I just swallowed, like liquefied Popeye's biscuits down my throat. Ask Haley what? Ask her what? What, what? Hey, what's good, man? I know, I, I probably just lost all my viewers. Oh, my God. Y'all dropping some pauses. I'm dropping it. <laughs> Dr. Morgan, please help me. Tell these children to quit all these pauses. This is an adult show. God, dude, that thing was thick. 
thick. Thick as a brick. But anyway. Next thing. <laughs> yeah, starting faster is going to be a thing. That's something we've emphasized for those that have missed recently. Um, I will say also. There is a wide variety of people. Okay. That think Florida State's going to win this game. I saw an LSU YouTuber. Uh, well, it's not a YouTuber. It's a blogger. His name's Max. He said, we don't have what it takes to stop their variations of counter. I just think, for me, all right, if I was a defensive coordinator, now I'm not the brilliant mind of Madhouse, okay? What I think defensive coordinators do wrong is when you know you're going up against a good offense, okay, the best thing to do is just throw a bunch of different looks at them, okay? Give them something that they did not see on film last year that they don't expect you to do, okay? I cannot say this enough. The times that I have seen elite Heisman Trophy-level quarterbacks and offenses struggle is when you give them something you did not expect at all, okay? So, for me, there are a lot of matchups in this game that I think Florida State has some advantages in. I do not think counter is the biggest thing. I thought last year we defended counter okay, okay? Um, and now that we got Mason back, it'll make it a little better. Uh, but what I would do is throw a bunch of different looks at him, okay? You know, when Auburn slowed down 2019 LSU, that was the biggest reason why that they did, right? They told their defensive linemen, who were beasts, go out there, blow up the center, blow up the middle of the offensive line, and just and we'll live with the results. And it worked. It really did work. And then we switched to running duo, and, and we found a way to get it done. Now, um, I go back, and one performance I think a lot of is when we really made Bryce Young struggle his Heisen year. And after the bye week, we ran a completely new defense. And he wasn't ready for it. Now, they were able to get enough, and Max Johnson missed throws in that game. But still, we had a really good defensive game. So, you know, I felt like last year versus Tennessee and Georgia, we didn't scrap our game plan quick enough and just run, just just do something else. And... You know, I, I didn't. I, I don't think we didn't try new things. I felt like in those games, and I want to go back and rewatch them because obviously we struggled defensively. There was a few things I would have tried, and if Florida State is absolutely mauling us, I, I felt I feel like we need to switch things up a little bit quicker. Um, but I I'm not overly concerned with counter. I'm not. We have the guys that can stop it. What I am concerned about, though, are, once again, the different variations they run out of it. And obviously, I'm very concerned with 
RDBs going up against their receivers. Okay. So, Jason, good to see you, man. Obviously, I don't welcome everybody into the live stream. Um, you know, we, we have had a real boost in viewership, okay? I deeply appreciate that. I never take it for granted. None of this, okay? This is my dream, all right? So understand that I'm trying to get to each and every one of your comments. I really am. Now, if you want me to get to your topic immediately, once to get Super Chats, they pay the bills for me. I don't have a whole lot of sponsorships or anything like that. I want to keep this as free-flowing of a conversation as I possibly can. And, uh, and yeah, I think your um, your comments, your support, the views and all that stuff, I don't take it for granted. So let's go to Bobby. Everybody, welcome Bobby to the channel. Bobby, I don't think I've ever seen you before. Okay. I do believe this is going to be a shootout. I do. I think this game has a, a 38-35 kind of feel to it. I really do think so. Uh, 31-28, something like that. I, 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 I could see it. I could see it. Um, now, obviously, when you when you think shootouts, you're thinking like um, you're 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 thinking. You know, you start looking at like some 2019 LSU kind of stuff. It might not get that wild, but I think it could get very, very, very wild. Uh, let's go to Trey. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, Carter, do you expect Tigers to run a lot of 12 personnel? I'm so excited about the tight ends. I don't in the first game because if we're going to run 12 in the first game, that means one true freshman has got to be on the field. And the truth right now, Trey, is I don't think a true freshman is ready to block what Florida State has in their front just yet. Okay. Now it's not a knock on their futures. Okay. Um, go to Patreon. We've done a lot of Kamarion Pimpton content. I don't think he's ready as a blocker. I do think as a pass catcher, he's ready to go. So you could see um, what I would call, and this is what the Bills are starting to do 11.5 personnel, where you have Kamarion Pimpton out there. But he is just split out wide, okay? Uh, I do feel he's one of the best true freshmen on the team. And I do think he's going to play. I also think Mac Markway is going to play a lot this year. And if for some reason Mason can't go, those guys are going to have to step up and be him, okay? So Mason had a really good game versus Florida State last year towards the end. Had some rough moments early, but... That was a true freshman playing in his first ever game at a position historically where true freshmen aren't really good. Okay. Unless your name is Brock Bowers. NFL rookies aren't good as tight ends. Okay. Trying to get enough of this thickness. I should put some Oreo chunks in there too. Oh, man. That is tough. That is tough to. Do while they, I mean, you have to admit, this is talent right here. This is Nick Walinda on a tightrope level talent. This is Martin Scorsese with the camera level talent. 
What's that, Jordan? Don't don't hate on the thickness, baby. Don't hate on the thickness. See BT in here. Brian, one of our sharpest viewers. Aaron Anderson, super fan. Good to see you, man. I, I do think we have an advantage in the trenches. I do. Uh, I think our defensive line has an advantage. Um. So yeah, let's let's go. Let's strap it up. Let's get to it. Um. I think one area where we really struggled last year versus him, and I know was made uh, what was made a lot of was uh, the Jared Verse situation going up against our tackles. We couldn't get anything up the middle. I mean, we had bad snaps. Uh, we had guys just getting bullied. We really couldn't get our inside zone game st stuff going uh, versus him last year. We also didn't know who our best running backs were by then. Okay. Uh, Brian Kelly did say Logan Diggs and everybody should be back, uh, that they're already practicing again. They've been taking it kind of easy. So there you go. Teddy Bruschi for three. I'm a big Connor. Galbraith is a Gilbreth Galbraith fan. Let's see. I think he could play. And then you apply. Let me see. Let's see. Hyper Ninja, uh, I believe LSU will give Florida State problems if our own line plays well. Uh, that was a good message. Um, I got actually right before the live stream. I didn't see it. That, uh, that said Josh Williams look, looked fine today. I, I, I am really high on Josh Williams going into next season just because I want him in on, on crunch time. That's who I want with the football in his hands. That guy delivered so many times for us. I think – I know he's not the biggest guy. I think he's our best short yardage back, him and Noah. I think he broke the most tackles last year. Uh, I still think Caleb Jackson gives us the most upside. And I, I feel as if those three that I've been mentioning with Caleb could be your RB room, but I think John's going to play a lot. I do. Okay, we got some Livy Dunn spammers. Shout out Livy. Uh, I think LSU Gymnastics uh, should be getting ready to go pretty soon. I follow them. I got their alerts. Now, I know a few of you want to talk about how uh, we could stop their offense. If we open toss, do we take the ball and keep their off the field as much as possible? We chatted about this because LSU's offense has been ahead of its defense. 
I am always a defer to the second half, but I get it. You know, you don't want to start the this game behind the eight ball. But last year, LSU was just such a better second half team. Florida State was a better team overall getting out of the gates. But, you know, I shared that stat earlier. LSU was 1-8-1 in, in first quarters last year. The one first quarter they did win was Florida State. They were ahead 3-0. to zero. But that's because I think Florida State missed a field goal or something like that. It should have been tied. And they did score the first drive of the second quarter. So it was kind of close uh, that we won that first quarter. And it wasn't by a lot, as you could tell. Um, and last year we had two first quarter touchdowns outside the Purdue game. Bobby, thank you for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Bobby, go right on ahead. Chance wants to shout out Shakari Richardson. Absolutely. What a run. Not only what a run, but what a literal run LSU is on right now. Shakari Richardson actually had to go through some adversity. And she has real haters. Real haters. So shout out to her. Love her. And uh, Shakari, if you're watching this, feel free to jump on this live stream. I would love to interview someone with that much interesting uh, flair. She is so interesting to me. I know this sounds messed up, but nothing is better than a track and field star who celebrates before they cross the finish line and still wins. And she did that that thing. It's got a Bobby super chat. How do you weigh the importance of bringing back players in chemistry versus star-studded freshmen who have never played together? Okay. This is a really good question, Bobby. The first thing you need to ask yourself is where on your team is chemistry of the utmost importance. All right. Jared, thank you for the super chat. It is the offensive side of the football. Okay. So chemistry is more important there. Okay. Now, defensively, defensive back chemistry is very important. But that also has more to do with just knowing what you need to do, if that makes sense. Obviously, linebacker chemistry is important as well. Your whole defense needs to be in sync. Okay, but it's not as important as the offensive side of the football, especially on the offensive line. Okay. Now, quarterback receiver chemistry does matter, and Jaden has guys that he has really good chemistry with. Obviously, his chemistry with Malik is way better than everybody else, and hopefully the others develop. Um, so the truth, though, Bobby is the best player should bet, should play. And when it comes to the star-studded freshman question, you need to ask yourself, who can give us above-average play at a position? Okay? Now, what do I mean by that? Well, the truth is, Bobby, in every recruiting class, on average, with LSU, there is about three to six-ish superstars in every recruiting class. If you're lucky, you, you get seven or eight, right? The famous 2017 recruiting class was not the highest-ranked recruiting class. They were seventh, 
but they had a lot of what I would consider to be superstars, right? Jets, Queen, Delpit, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um, uh, Caleb on Chason, and so on, okay? Neil Farrell eventually turned into someone I would consider that. Now, keyword eventually, but he, he, I think he did end up becoming a star his final season. Rarely, though, do you have those guys. Rarely, you know, you're you're looking at the baseline just really solid players, right? But when you look at a true freshman, for instance, is he Harold Perkins? Is he Will Campbell? Is he someone that really moves the needle for me? And if you truly believe it, take that risk. Play him. Play him. Okay. Don't you think LSU would have wanted to play Harold Perkins and Emory Jones? Now, I know what a lot of people would say. Well, they weren't available in the spring. And we had no choice but to play Mason Taylor. We didn't have any other scholarship tight ends that were really that good. True. But the truth is, ultimately, in the game of football, you want your best players on the field. And that and that's true for any sport. You want your best absolutely um, um that you want your absolutely best players in there. Okay. What did I take out of the Brian Kelly press conference? I got Sage we playing corner opposite Zai, looking for wit weeks to get a lot of playing time this season. Yeah, so I'll start with wit weeks. Um, I'm really high on him. He ended up being, I think, the seventh ranked player for me in this crop of of true freshmen, and he he barely missed for me being a, like a day one. I feel really comfortable with him day one kind of guy. His high school tape. I will also say was the funnest out of anybody in this crop. It is a movie. What all this guy did in high school. I I'm serious. It is top 10 high school highlight tapes I've ever seen of any LSU player that joined. Now that doesn't mean that they're going to be great. Okay. What that tells you though, is he was entertaining as hell. There's kickoff returns. There's pass deflections. There were sacks. There was him playing tight end. There was him playing running back, him being a lead blocker, him selling popcorn, him selling insurance, him doing the halftime show, him being the drum major. It was all those things. And I love that. I love it. I think he's really good. Now, it's going to be hard for him to play uh, this year in, in big games because we have Omar, we've got Harold, and we got Greg Penn. And those guys are just better football players at this point. But, man, he's good. I really liked what Weeks. I really, really, really did. And, you know, success leaves clues. I know Georgia was after him hard. I know Ole Miss was after him hard, and this was just when he was a three-star. And, you know, he moved up boards after a great showing at the, uh, the, the All-American game. But, God, he's a good football player. He really is. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Got to pick six in that spring game, too. It's kind of thrown right at him, but still.
I disagree with this wholeheartedly. That's a really good thing. Why is that? Well, number one, they'll let you know that that guy has far more gas left in the tank. If you're telling me I get true freshman level starter playing and I can pencil this guy in being a good player, not only this year, I could pencil this guy being a good player for me for the next two years after this. Then that allows me to manage my roster a lot better. And who's to say if the the, the guys that are backing them up aren't bad themselves? Okay, let's just say for some reason Caleb Jackson is him. Okay, I think he is. I do. It, and this is not a few scrimmage runs. Me just saying that just because it's a few scrimmage runs that he broke off. No. Anyone that's been a fan of this channel knows that that we are we are huge Caleb Jackson people. So let's say he is so much better than everybody. And you got to give him 10, 15 touches. That's a good thing. Now, I, you're telling me I got freaking Josh Williams as my number two guy? Logan Diggs is my number two guy? Hell yes. Sign me the frick up. So I think it has more to do with, with what you have. Um in the back. LJ, what's good? 15 and oh, that's it. See you in Orlando. LJ's going to Orlando. Let's go. I kind of just want to drive it now. It's only a 13 plus hour drive. Who's got podcast recommendations? Huh? Huh? Oh, man. LJ, any topic under the sun, I will answer for you. Shout out to LJ. Shout out to the wife. Shout out to the whole crew. LJ, I know you're going to be at the Arkansas game this year, so I will meet you there. You got to be. Roulette O wants to really stir the pot here with some Nussbus chatter. I'm not going to start a nuts bus chatter tonight. Okay, it's just it's too much. I don't, I don't want uh, we the vibes are good here tonight. The vibes are too good. Okay. Man, I commented on the HBCU uh, HBCU hour last night, and I I got. I got shafted. I got a super chat next time to get my get my HBCU comment in there. Really excited about Grambling in week two. At classmates marching the Grambling band. Now, it's Jaguar Nation all day. Well, I am excited for the second year in a row. LSU is playing at Louisiana HBCU. Eddie Robinson. I hope there's a lot of Eddie Robinson stories shared in the week leading up. Um, top five coach ever in college football, if you ask me. And we're not going to start on us busing tonight. 
And I know what a lot of you are going to say. It's because you hate him. Then why, why is someone that knows him really well? Why do I talk to that person almost every day? Huh? 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 I love me some Gary Nussmeyer. I do. I have a ton. I, I mean, I'm telling you. I have a ton of his cards. A ton. Everybody, welcome the one to the channel. September 9th. Baton Rouge will be packed. I hope we're ready for it. That's a short week after what's going to be an emotional game in Orlando. Nighttime. So we're going to be getting back late. We'll be okay. I'm glad Eddie's not on the other sideline. I'll tell you that. Because on a short week going up against a legendary coach, I wouldn't feel too, too, too great about that. We should be okay, but still. It is interesting. I am. I'll be there. Hey, don't, don't hate on KJ, man. I'll hate on KJ for that week. I just don't understand how you can hate on KJ Jefferson. This is a guy, by the way, who has to carry an entire freaking program on his back. Arkansas is a three-win program with the loss of Missouri State if he is not their quarterback. I just appreciate greatness. I do. I don't know how you can hate on greatness. Oh, that's gonna, oh man, I know that's going to be emotional. That's crazy. Can't throw past a 15-yard. He's not the best deep ball thrower. But then again, I think his shoulder was, was basically out of commission. I mean, everything on him was, was broken. But I'm telling you right now, his last season is, it will go down as one of the more underrated seasons. Like I said, a three-win team without him. Now, what I'll say is this. We shut him down two years ago in Tiger Stadium. Okay? If we had any kind of offense, we'd probably win that game. And that was when they had trailing freaking Burks. I do. I actually, today, this just came in the mail. So, uh, I bought Mason Smith card right here. Obviously, I'm buying a lot of Mason Smith cards right now. So, if you have any, let me know. Uh, I got a few more back here as well. And these three came in as a part of a bulk deal. Uh, the same card with KJ. And I'm giving these out on the SEC channel. But, yeah, you know, I, I like KJ. There's players for other SEC teams I like. I freaking love David Pollock. As a young pass rusher, I looked at David Pollock's stuff. I think we all have SEC players for other teams that we just like. LJ's coming in with the KJ hate. Sure. He's not the most accurate thrower. And he missed some gimmies last year. 
Okay. The issue, though, is when you're a quarterback and you've got to play freaking perfect at all times, you tend to lose your fundamentals just a little bit, right? I will also tell you this. He did not have a single bad game versus a Power 5 team last year. Now he had some bad plays, but I wouldn't I wouldn't consider anything he did last year versus Power 5 competition as bad. Okay. But Cody, we will know, according to Brian Kelly, by the end of this week, who the number 18 and number 7 will be this year. All right. Number seven will be Malik Neighbors. So let's just stop right there. Unless Malik told the coaches, hey, I, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Obviously, the only other person I think that could be given to is Harold Perkins. And that's it. All right. I feel the number seven uniform needs to be on someone that isn't a college superstar, but is a future NFL pro bowler. Like he's got to be that level. All right. Um, And obviously Malik and Harold are the two guys that I feel really good about that. Um, That can actually wear number seven, right? Emory and Will would fit that mold for me too. Now, uh, Number 18 is tough, okay? Um, I, I, I don't think it's Jaden. I saw someone mention Jaden in here. I think it was Grant. I think Josh could be number 18, but I, I think it's going to be Wingo. I do. I think you could get two number 18s as well this year. And normally LSU has two number 18s. I think four of the five previous years they had two number 18s. Um, and uh, last year it was just BJ. So, yeah, I I, I think number 18 uh, will be Wingo. There could be a wide range of people, though, right? Now – there are some that feel number 18 should just go to a guy from Louisiana. And if you are of that thought process, then I would give it to Will, Will Campbell, like they did with uh, Lloyd Cushenberry. I'd give it to him. Um, there, there's a lot of different people. Okay. But that isn't a prerequisite, right? Chris Curry was from Florida and they gave him number 18. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I think that's who it should be. So, there you go. Now, here's what we're going to do. I want to chat one thing regarding uh, a study I'm doing on the SEC channel about Auburn. Okay, but if you can, if you've not done so already, please support the Power Hour LSU merch shop. Okay, 
T-shirt. Once again, if you get four shirts, I send you a Joe Burrow card, no questions asked. We got tumblers, mugs, posters. We got a PHO mug club going on. Okay. There you go. Four shirts, hundo, PHO. Get to it. And this is a link. Something else. If you are a Facebooker, I prefer all my viewers be on YouTube. That's just me. Um, I'm trying to grow the PHL Facebook page. If you guys know LSU groups, I think that, that's how you grow on Facebook. Share the live streams on Facebook groups and all that stuff or on your personal page. Just go to the Power Hour LSU Facebook page, click share, and you can come back to the YouTube interface. That also helps, right? I'm also on Twitter, all that good stuff, but I like to keep it a hundo on YouTube. Okay. Ask William. If you get in the hundo club with the merch, I send a bunch of cards. All right. Jordan, if you if you if you drop a hundo super chat, I will do for the rest of this stream an ASMR shake. And I'll send you the Kenny Hilliard card. Actually, no, I gotta send it to, to Adam, but I'll send you a Joe Burrow card. <laughs> the, the ASMR shake. This is fire. The only issue is I can't get these Oreo chunks. Let's see. Here we go. Look at that. Throw on those Oreo chunks. Let's go. Are we going to Duvix tonight before? Let's go. <laughs> I'm down for Duvix. We should do a Zippy's Duvix back to back. Just walk right across the street. Now, we would need to walk together because uh, th that road can get crazy. But I haven't been to Duvix since uh, since since Christ broke bread, man. It's been a while. I'm glad to see Duvix is still going. I have a Duvix store that is absolutely crazy uh, that I will share. The last time I was there. And it is wild. Cole, I hope you're feeling better. The Florida documentary came out. Absolutely, it did. Um, Here's what I want to say, and I, I'll start with Auburn. All right. Now, I love watching football. I wish I could just get paid to break down football clips. I will say this. The powers that be in the world of college football, and I I, I swear to you, I truly, 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 truly do believe this. Okay? If you are watching and you're president of a major university, you will get every single person to shut up about college football realignment. 
if you make all 22 available to college football fans like they do in the NFL and like they do in freaking high school, okay, show the all 22. Make it available so fans can have a better understanding of the game of football, okay? Second thing, all right, is I love analyzing football. I like looking at every last little thing. And once again, you will never know 110% any player's role on any team if you don't know the play call and if you don't know how it's coached. That's the hard thing about it. Basketball, you have a good idea. Baseball, you got a good idea. How to universally run pretty much everything. Football, nah. It's impossible. Impossible. Okay. But I decided to do a full deep dive on Peyton Thorne for a few reasons. The first is he is interesting as a player. The second thing is the Auburn game is becoming a little bit more tricky for me as an LSU fan. I've shared before the data that backs up that that might be a day game, uh, which obviously I don't want. That's a home game for us. Um, and Hugh Freeze teams are just tricky. They're really, really tricky. So I said, look, let me go see if Peyton Thorne could be somebody because I've constantly told you guys that the quarterbacks in the SEC have regressed, and Auburn is probably one of the few schools that have objectively an upgrade, a quarterback that we play this year in the SEC. Now, come to find out, I was watching Peyton Thorne. I was charting, looking at throws that I liked, throws that I didn't. I saw him turn the wrong way a few times on handoffs, fumbles, whatever. But the one thing that's interesting, I go back to a football commentator by the name of Mina Kimes. Okay. She is an ESPN commentator. She is awesome. I've only spoken to her once via email. Love her. One of my dream guests here on PHL. She is really great. And she had something very interesting. She watches film really well. And she was watching Bryce Young. And this happens to me a lot as well. She was watching Bryce Young. And then she quit watching Bryce Young because someone else kept flashing on the film. And that player was Harold Perkins. This happens a lot when you're watching tape. You're focused on watching somebody. And you're like, who the hell is this? Okay. You know, when I, when I first watched Will Campbell, I was like, who is number 53? And I was like, okay, that's Lance Hurd. And obviously he had a meteoric rise. The guy that did that for me was Keon Coleman, the really talented wide receiver out of Opelousas. And he very well could be Florida State's best player on their team. Okay, now I know everybody that's a Seminole fan would disagree, but gosh darn it, he was the Michigan State offense. They were just chunking the football up to him. A lot of Peyton Thorne's throws last year were just, well, F it, key on down there somewhere. Dear freaking Lord, he's good. Now, I know it sucks as Louisiana natives that we don't have him. Can't really blame the coaching staff. They took the two top 100 guys, BTJ and Chris Hilton, and the other two receivers they took was Jack Besh and Malik Neighbors. And we were very lucky that Malik was a part of our 
our class. Keon was kind of the odd man out. And he's good. Now, Malik is better than Keon Coleman. I will slam the table saying that. Because Keon doesn't have the same yak ability as uh, Malik Neighbors. Not even close, to be honest. But gosh darn it, we better be ready. Okay? Uh, I, I think Keon's really good. And I would be shocked if he's not like a top four uh, round draft pick next year. Zach, thank you for the super chat. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry we did not link up at Chicago. I, I I think I called you while I was there, and I was like, God, I don't, I don't know. Because I wanted to meet the Cajun Cardboard guys in Baton Rouge. Pretty historic Michael Jordan collector. Lives in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I love it. My guy, do you feel comfortable enough to say that you feel better about Zion Deuce outside than you did for JCB and Makai Gardner at this time last year? Very good question. And the answer is no. All right. I like Makai Gardner a lot. He is a long corner. His Raging Cajun tape was really good. And I was very on the record saying I like Jarek a lot. Now, Jarek at Oklahoma State did have a tendency to get beat by true burners because Jarek is not, you know, the top end speed kind of player. But gosh darn it, we lose the Alabama game if he's not on our team. He's. He really turned out to be a glue guy and more. And I hope it works out for him in the NFL. I was shocked he didn't get a combine invite. He killed it at the LSU Pro Day. And I hope everything works out for him. Um, I don't feel as comfortable with these two as I did those two because I like those two better than these two. Now, that doesn't mean Zion Deuce can't get it done. They very well could. I think Sage is going to play a lot of outside corner for us this year. I do think that could be a development looking into next year. I know that doesn't make a lot of you feel comfortable at this point, and that's okay. That's okay. Sometimes you just got to, you know, take that leap of faith. But yeah, I, I think, I think Zion Deuce, we'll, we'll, we'll see how they, we'll see how they develop. We will. Um, and that's not me saying that. I don't think that we can go out there and not win a national championship with those guys as our guys. It's just objectively, I felt better about the two last year. Omar, come the wire. Speaking of the wire, it came down to the wire last night between Baltimore and Washington. You see what I did there? The wire said in Baltimore came down to the wire. Little dad joke for you there. I will say that was some of the most fun I've ever had watching a preseason game with the 24-game win streak on the line. Shout out to Sam Howell. TJ, I think he's going to play there. I do. Thank you for the super chat, by the way. I think he will play there. I also think for me... You could see him play any of the five roles. Now, how unprecedented is it for someone on the team to play all five roles? We've had a few do that. Jalen Mills is one of those guys. Obviously, Dante Jackson and Jay Ward really did play all five roles uh, in their careers at extensive you know, amounts of time. Um, you know, with Sage, I, I, I think he should try him in outside corner. Athletically, he's got what it takes 
to be an outside corner. He's got the speed. He's got some ball skills. Um, the issue is translating all of that to the field. And I think historically LSU has never had a five-star DB in the past decade, not work or not give you very, very good play at some point. All of them eventually panned out. And at this point, Sage has been okay. But if you believe in history and you believe in the recruiting rankings, sometimes they are accurate. A lot of times they are accurate. And you just hope it works itself out. Okay? Now, always with Sage, you worry about injuries. That has just been, you know, what's held him back basically his whole career at this point. Yeah, Rob, a lot of people don't know that story. Um, so Tebow's number got out, and LSU fans filled his voicemail box. Okay, so he did this thing, and it was it was that. Tebow got us once, and we got him in... 2007, and then, you know, we had that dreaded 09 game. Um, but yeah, I will be watching that documentary at some point. I thought the Manziel documentary, I finally watched it this past weekend, was really good. I really did like it. They did leave a certain two games out of that, though. I don't remember which two games they left out of that documentary. I thought it was also weird. Like, Mike Evans wasn't interviewed. Mike Evans wasn't interviewed. Ryan Swope wasn't interviewed. Chris and Michael. They didn't interview any of his actual teammates. Which I thought was very strange. Because as great as Johnny was, and he was the reason why Texas A&M got so big. Okay, because we're a star-obsessed society. All right. I do think, I've heard you say about Joe Burrow all the time. Well, Joe Burrow was good because he had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. True, no doubt. Who wouldn't be good with those guys? But Joe is transcendently good in his own right. But the one thing no one ever mentions about Johnny Manziel is he had Mike Evans, Ryan Swope, Chris and Michael, a beast offensive line, Kevin Sumlin, and freaking uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Now, both of them aren't great head coaches, but they're good offensive minds. We view Manziel as just his own entity, and in many ways he is. But on the field, they were freaking stacked 
Ryan Swope was so freaking underrated. Didn't work out in the NFL thinking like a concussion issue. But gosh darn, Ryan Swope could play. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, shout out Miss Rose. Miss y'all know Miss Rose? You called them? You called them? I I think this is going to play a lot. Esteban What's good? Let's see here. I think eight and four is a good season for him. I mean, their win totals at seven and a half. I will say this, Ronder, about the Jimbo era. One thing that's kind of undersold about the Jimbo failures up to this point is Texas A&M schedules are way easier than all the other West schedules. Okay, uh, and I won't. Way is kind of strong. But if you are looking towards the future of the SEC, one thing that it's not talked about enough, okay, is there are not, and I mean a not, enough made about the cross-division rival rule in the SEC. I think... You cannot compare any coaches at any schools in the SEC by their win and loss record alone. I think you could do that in the NFL. I think you could do that in other sports as well. But you can't really do that in the SEC when every year one of the teams in your own division plays a team unique to just them and one other school in your division if that makes sense. So Texas A&M had South Carolina. And remember, Jimbo didn't get, he missed the Spurrier South Carolina teams. He got the Muschamp South Carolina teams. Bad teams. Poorly coached teams. Unimaginative teams. Where LSU has Florida. Alabama did catch some bad Tennessee teams, but Alabama's Alabama. Auburn is Georgia. So I would see this all the time when people would compare 
Jimbo to Gus. Can't do that. You can't do that at all. Jimbo was like undefeated versus South Carolina. And I think South Carolina beat him last year. And Gus never beat Georgia. Well, no, he did. He had that crazy catch game. But still, I, I, the, the thing about A&M is they have had it easier than most teams in the West. And they have still disappointed and underachieved. And I would say 75 to 80% of it is Jimbo Fisher. Okay. And the one quality I want out of a head coach, and this is just one quality I want out of every coach. I want somebody that doesn't need to be the smartest guy in the room at all times. Scott Woodward's done a really good job about that. Kim Mulkey, big ego. She's a Hall of Famer. But she's humble enough to refer to her other coaches for game plans, right? Bob Starkey is famous for creating the game plan for Caitlin Clark to where Kevin Garnett went out of his way to tweet out, hey, whoever did the scatter report, kudos to them. But Jimbo's got to be everybody. Jimbo's got to be the play caller. Jimbo's got to be this. He's got to be that. And I think one of Brian Kelly's best qualities, obviously, personally, it is refreshing to have someone who very well understands how well to talk to the media. Brian Kelly gives you a lot in media sessions, a lot. Um, but my favorite quality about him is that he is not rigid. He is very open to new ideas, new ways of thinking, new ways of applying like exercise science to athletics. He's not caught in his ways, which is rare for a 60-year-old coach who came over from a school that is very much archaic. So it's it's very interesting. That's a good question. Would a repeat of last season be considered a success? No. Uh-uh. Now, it just depends on your definition of repeat, Cody. If you're saying just simply on the surface, a repeat of losing to Georgia in the SEC championship game, would that be considered a success? Well, yes, if we only lose to Georgia. If Georgia is the only team that beats us in, in all of next season, we're probably still getting in the playoff if we're on the table and lose to them. So if you're looking at it from like just a pure macro viewpoint, yeah. But from how they actually played last year, Cody, you just cannot field the same team as you did last year. A team, like we said earlier, to struggle to get to fast starts. A team that squirted through some victories um, against teams that were inferior. Teams that started a guy who is an SEC-level backup. Uh, a guy that's now at Texas State, another team. Um, it's It's wild. Absolutely wild. So I think it just depends on what you would define as a repeat. Um, but yes, I, I think this team, if like if, if they, let's just say they go nine and three next year, 
if they're nine and three and the losses were really close and our wins were dominant, I do think that is some kind of a step forward. But Cody, I do think you want this team to be a 10 and two team. And I think you want this team to be SEC West champions again at minimum. So I would I I I I would say no. I would. And I'm very forgiving. College football is a weird sport. We had a lot of bounces go our way last year. We did. Um so yeah. I think I, I think I think you I think you need I think you need 10 regular season wins. I do. Uh let's see. Here's Esteban. Who's the team you feel LSU will struggle to win against or lose to? Bama can't be the answer. It's a good one. I think Missouri. I think I think that Missouri game is a brutal spot for us. It's a back-to-back road game scenario. I think we'll be fired up, ready to go versus Ole Miss, which will be a road game. I think the Missouri game is tough, man. It's a tough place to travel. Um, it's it could be a tricky place to play. It is hard to find teams who are historically good, who play their best ball at Missouri. <laughs> it's 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 a weird game to get fired up for. It's not many players that dream of playing in the SEC that say, you know what? You know what I want to do? I want to go to Columbia and beat the Tigers. In terms of Tigers, you're third on the hierarchy in the SEC. But I like their program. I think Elia does a good job game planning with what he has to work with. I think they return a quarterback who can move. I think we all know as LSU fans, Blake Baker knows a thing or two about coaching. He's our DC. He's very creative. Didn't love their OC hire. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think they're a decent team. I think, you know, on paper they're the worst SEC team we'll play next year in terms of recruiting rankings and, you know, returning SP plus or, or returning production, whatever it may be. We factor all of that in. Probably the worst SEC team we'll play next year. It's just not a spot where I love it. Hunter, good to see you, Ann. A great mind, sick alike, man. We did a, I did a whole video just on that game months ago. Um, it's it's a it's a tough, tough, tough spot. Okay, and I'll give you this stat again. This is a PHL stat. We're the first. I won't. I can't say definitively we're the first person, but I bet this a few times actually, and it worked out. Okay, it's hard to win back to back road games. There are three teams since 2018, excluding 2020, which doesn't count. There wasn't a crowd. Okay. Only three teams have successfully won back-to-back road games in 40 tries since 2018. It was a 2018 Florida Gator squad that had Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Toney. They were loaded. <laughs> okay. Um 2019 LSU and 2022 Georgia. Two of the best teams of all time. Okay? So, it's hard to win both of those games. It's hard. And 
another stat is LSU was the only team in the SEC last year that did not have to play a back-to-back road game outside of Missouri. Missouri avoided it, but they were supposed to. They actually backed out of a back-to-back to start the season, and that was smart uh, because they were going to play Middle Tennessee the first week of the season. They were good. They actually went on the road and beat some Power 5 teams last year. Um, we were the only team. Now, we, in theory, ended up doing it because we played Texas a and Georgia in back-to-back games, and we didn't play well in either one of those games. All right? So it's hard. It's so hard. You know, as a student, you got classwork. You got the team. You're playing against grown men. Uh, we weren't the deepest team last year. You got to get on a plane, fly back. You're getting back in at 2 in the morning. Do all your classwork, all that crap, and you're getting ready to game plan, and you're back on a plane again, it's a lot. It's a lot. And also keep in mind, you play an uneven amount of home and and road games anyway, so you're not really playing. You play five games a year away from, from, from home. Football is a sport that makes the most money. It's also the sport by far out of any, pretty much at any level that travels the least. So it's it's hard, man. It is hard to get on the road and play well. It is hard. Here's a good point right here by Dr. Morgan. <sighs> Mizzou should have won that game. And I know a lot of people say, well, they should have when the truth is they should have. They they missed a touchdown early in that game that to settle for a field goal. Um Georgia had an amazing touchdown saving tackle on like the two that prevented another touchdown. And, you know, if they didn't have Stetson and an experienced team, they lose that game. Okay. It's, 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 it's so hard to go on the road and play. And it's not even a them thing. It's not really a Missouri thing. Okay. It's, it's hard to go on the road now. Now, if you're a professional athlete, and that's all you do, it's different. Now, these kids have class. <laughs> just think about that. And I know some of you travel a lot for work. How many times in your life have you taken back-to-back plane trips and, and within the same week and land, walk into a building of 100,000 people, 50 to 100K, depending on where you are, and have to play a game at 21 miles per hour at all times. It's, it's hard. It's really hard. Now that's why I'm here, man. I believe it's Auburn, Missouri. No, it's um, it is Auburn after Missouri, and then we play uh, play Army. 
So yeah, you know you. It's just a tough stretch of games right there. Arkansas, Miss Missouri, Auburn. I mean, we're way more talented than those teams. Uh, but all those teams have really good coaches. And uh, in particular, Ole Miss and, and, and Auburn, they're really good between the headset too. You know, if Ole Miss didn't have to play Georgia this year, it's uh, they would. I would feel a lot better about them as a potential West threat. I mean, Tracy, it's good. And this live stream has been a lot of fun. I got to be real. Sunday was one for the Adam for the books. There we go. Danny wants I, I love it when we get super chance at the end about other CFB stuff. I love it. I freaking love me some Danny girl. And that actually gets us about 20 away from giving out the Kenny Hilliard card to Adam. We're about 20 away in a super chat to hit the hundo mark. It's not quite 100. It's like YouTube takes a good chunk of that. So if it's in your heart's desire, Venmo, Cash App, I get 100% of that. But super chat is great too. I'll take it. This is why conference realignment is so crazy. Traveling from USC, UCLA to those Big Ten schools is geographically another challenge. Whew. It is. Um, yeah, I... Ugh. Yeah, Dr. Morgan got us there. Congratulations. Thank you. I can always count on the ladies of PHL. I appreciate you guys so freaking much. So congratulations, Adam. You got yourself. I want everybody, no matter where you are right now. It's yours, Adam. Congratulations. Adam, you better say hi to Dr. Dr. Morgan Danny getting you there. I want everybody right now to whatever you're, whatever you're doing, just stop what you're doing right now. No ceilings. Just do it. Kenny Hilliard. That is an all-time great celebration. No ceilings. Congrats, Adam. It's going to you, man. I think you just follow me on Instagram or Twitter. Just shoot me a DM with your address, and I will get this out first thing in the morning, man. Congrats. Uh, there you go. That's nice. Yeah, Danny, I, I hate it. I really do. Like, I, ugh, I, I can't. 
I, I can't stand it. I really can't. Like, man, I hate that the Pac-12's gone. Pac-12 after dark is a godsend for someone like me that loves college football so much. Um, that doesn't mean football on the West Coast is dead, per se. But, yeah, I, I will say that, you know, there are some benefits to, you know, the two super conferencing or whatever, but there's not a whole lot of them. I I hate this. I hate this for the non-revenue sports. And this is kind of along the lines of the point that we made a minute ago. Like, I wish one thing people could understand about the football and everything else kind of stuff. All right. The point doesn't need to be made a gazillion times that football pays for everything else. Everybody knows that. And football players should be given their share of the pie. And football deserves, you know, everything first. Football, 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 football. But the one thing people get wrong about football is it is by far the most unique game of any of the collegiate sports that you play. Like we said a minute ago, football never travels. They never travel. And when they do, it's first class. It's first class. The most resources are devoted to football. You're only traveling on the weekend, sometimes Thursday. If it's a bowl game, it's during your Christmas break. But all these other sports, they travel. Travel, travel. Okay? The truth, all right, the truth is not many sports travel like that, okay? I mean, football doesn't travel like all the other sports, excuse me. It is unlike anything else. So what I would do with the conference realignment, if there was some way that the conference realignment would happen to football, but everything else were to remain the same. That would make sense. But, you know, as with everything, this is how it is, even in professional sports. If every last thing you do is all about generating the highest amount of money you can for your school, you, in many ways, are always going to have someone left out. There's always going to be someone left behind. And I, I I won't get into this diatribe again. I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. Especially this close to the season. Okay? But in soccer, they stopped the Super League for a reason. All right? And if you want to know more about that, uh, Google it. All right? It sucks. It sucks. Like, college football was unique. It was regional. All right? Now, there are some benefits of making college football more national sport. But I'm telling you right now, as someone who looks at YouTube analytics, especially really hard over this past year, I used to think that there would be some way that college football can catch the NFL. No way. I used to think that. No way. And I think you're chasing something that's just not going to be caught, uh, if you ask me. 
So, you know, I, I hate it. I really, really, really do. Pegasus, you don't want that. You want to get rid of relegation? Get rid of all of what makes soccer unique? So what's the story behind this PT? I guess I could just Google it after it. LB, I, 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 so be it at this point. So be it. Okay, so th did this just break so we don't know the details? Okay, so it's a. Hunter? Let's go to Tommy. Thank you for the super chat, Tommy. Carter, tell me everything is going to be okay with Denver Harris, please. Yeah, so I've gotten this question a lot. All right. Here's a good and bad thing about doing this, right? Especially if you take trying to guess who you're, who, who the who the good players are going to be very seriously. And I try to. I try. I love Denver Harris. I really thought he could play coming out of North Shore. And, man. He is, you know, there's obviously been some off the field stuff, but I mean, I think on the field is it was already a concern there. So it might be a thing where it's going to take him a year before he's ready to play Parified Division One football. And he is also a five star defensive back. Um, so I I hope. Everything's okay, Tommy. I really do. I, I I think Denver has the tools to do something really great. But, you know, for some, it just doesn't come together, right? And there's a lot of different reasons why those things can happen. But uh, I mean, I, I will I will say this, okay. You know, with the whole five star defensive back thing and and all of that, I, I I keep going back to this, and I know I'm severely biased, and I know this is a completely different topic, but as time has passed, all right, I know this is going to be the most no duh thing I've ever said on here. But I I have appreciated Patrick Peterson more and more and more as he has moved further, you know, along with his career. That guy just did so much for this team. He just set a standard. You know, DB, you know, there was Corey Webster and a lot of other great ones. 
but like the kind of modern era part of it was Patrick Peterson, just him being there. I loved him so freaking much. I really did. And this dude did everything the right way. Was a hard worker. And, you know, like exceeded expectations. And the the wide receivers he went up against, you know, during his time there was just, I mean, it was murderous row. God, I loved him. I loved him so much. I wish everyone was like him. But it's hard, man. Because when you're as talented as he is, it comes down to... That has as much to do with you. Sometimes your best competition is you. You know? I love that guy, man. God, this ended up being really freaking good. Probably should be eating this just like. Oh, I was a cherry. The cherry mint with all that mixture is a lot. Jordan asked for some ASMR. Now, Tommy, to your point, I mean, napkins, so I'm going to do this at the end of the whole way. Normally, what can be said? Okay. Is, well, if he's not good this year, at least he's young. At least he, we, we can give him a year to develop, and maybe he'll be ready by the next year. The issue, Tommy, is we don't have that time. We really need our, our, some other DBs. We just do. So, so yeah. Edward O., who promised me he was going to send me some cards to give away on this channel. I shall not ever forget that. He then says, he then says, he then says, longest I've seen anyone take to drink a mini shake. Lando. Have a great night, Carter. I did have another name watching you in here. Have a good night, people. Lando.
Appreciate you, man. Uh, who was the other person, the other name? Was it somebody big? Now, I do want to make an announcement here. We do have one more slot left in the PHL Patron Fantasy League. Okay. All right. And I am giving this away for the winner. Okay. I don't want to give this one away. But last year we gave out Tyron Matthew autograph cards. It's a huge success. So this year for the PHL Patron Fantasy League, we are giving out a gold Mason Smith autograph card to 50. All right. This is one of my favorite cards I have in my collection. This was given to me by Eric, Eric Kennedy, longtime PHL supporter. These are really rare, as you can see. Gold number 50 Mason autograph card. Uh, he's obviously going to have a big season. If he's first team All American, if he's a first round draft pick, this could really go up. So we're giving this out to the champion of the PHL Fantasy League this next year. And uh, it's a big one. You gave out some big tyrants last year, too. And uh, Michael B was our champion. And who was the other champion? I forgot. We had two leagues. So sign up for the Patreon. It could be yours. Jacob's in there. I don't like giving this one out. I gold gold cards are hard to come by. But this is what's going to be given out. And also I don't like giving away stuff that was given to me by viewers. But Eric is a very generous person. And I feel like that generosity needs to be shared. Okay. I hope so. I hope you're right, man. I hope you are right. And we'll see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Don't forget, y'all. We'll be live tomorrow at 6 p.m. Hal, thank you so much. The shake was absolutely fan freaking task. Well, Jacob, you got motivation. <laughs> you got real motivation. This one was tough. As you guys know, I'm a huge Mason fan. Hope I get to meet Mason one day. Yeah, as you can see, I showed you earlier, I bought some Mason cards this week. And Blake. Blake has priest. Priest getting in on this ribeye versus filet mignon conversation. Priest. So type R for ribeye. Type F for filet mignon. Which one is better? 
I should have actually made that the question. We'll do a late poll here. Hey, Omar Spates dominated the poll tonight. Oh, Jared, come on, dude. You're better than that. Dr. Morgan and Tyler, too? And Dell? Oh, come on. Hunter? Uh, Y'all are, are fools. Thank you, Doug. I knew Doug. I, I knew I could trust Doug, being a warm-blooded mammal. John, come on, John. Come on, John. Stop this. John, you are my John's my kind of guy. I <laughs> know that's but that is funny. That is funny. I uh, it's funny. I that's ne that's never really happened to me except like a few times. Like one time when I was in front of Tiger Stadium, walking through a crowd of people before uh, the Alabama game this last year, that did happen with like three different people, but. Then again, it was a lot of people who love LSU football who would be in that spot at that time. So that would be like probably like the hottest area of like super diehard LSU football fans. But it's never really, I don't think, happened to me like too, too, too much. I will say I was in a Barnes and Noble in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I got stopped. And I was in past Christian, Mississippi in a random Walgreens. And Jared Hills, you'll see his name in here every now and then, uh, stopped me. And I was like, that's crazy. Huh? 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 Hey, uh, Doug. So I, I know I know where Blake lives. All right. Should I tomorrow drive to his house, knock on his door, and and say, let's do ribeyes tonight? I don't know how much you would appreciate that with two youngins. Ha 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 ha. Uh Oh, Danny, you're not a, you're, you're not a, Danny, you're not a pink. You, you like it cooked all the way. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I've, I've been to his house once and obviously he's my best friend, not only in LSU media, but just enjoy, I talk to him a lot. And, uh, and yeah, we've gotten to hang out once. Obviously it's tough. Uh, well, yeah, 
we'll 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 do some kind of meetup together one day. I will say it's kind of a sad day, though, thinking about that. Um, I went to um, one of my favorite card shops on the planet is in Albany, Louisiana. And I bought two of my favorite cards ever. And I had to sell one of those in Chicago because a guy offered me way too much money for it. And it was a lot. Okay. It wasn't like a life-changing amount of money, but it was crazy. And I'm sad. I still think about that card. I still do, but I think Haley would have been mad if I would have said no. It wasn't triple figures, so, though, but for what I bought it for and all that. So when I think about that day, I was like, God, you know, I wish I still had it. I, I, I regret selling it every day. I do. You want me to go to the Bama game this year on the road? I've been to two Bama games. Patrick Peterson and uh, November 5th. Two legendary trips. Had a bunch of wild stuff happen. Remember, I was still in college at that time. And there was a lot I mean, I could write a book. That, and that might have been the craziest collegiate weekend. I've shared one of those stories. But there's other stuff that just happened that is still seared in the back of my mind. Now. Um. We'll take a few more here. If you super chat, we'll keep going, as always. There's still some Oreo on the bottom of this, and I kind of want it. There's still some chunkage down there. Yeah, it's... It's, it's a lot. It's a lot to go to the Bama game. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the same issue, like with a lot of these college towns. I mean, it's just so, so tough. It's the hotel and the rent a car and the driving and all of it. And the thing about, you know, everything that goes into going to a road game is you miss all the other action. And, you know, from a media standpoint, it's hard. It's really hard. I am still shocked that so much media go to games now when it really doesn't change the bottom line too much for uh, a lot of the the, the, the companies. Um, but God, dude, it's it, it's it's a lot. It's it's expensive to go. It is expensive to go. Now, 
The only good thing about a nosebleed at a college football game is you could see the whole field. And that is better than like going to a game and sitting low. Which game is Joy Taylor going to? I don't know. I don't know. It's a stretch for me to say this, but friend of the friend of the show, Joy Taylor. I've met Joy before. And uh, in Atlanta. And she was wonderful. Talks about sports media, all that good stuff. Shout out to her. She always has an invite. Let's go to Richard. How many points do you attribute to a turnover and how many on home games? Obviously, turnovers are very difficult. Uh, I think your question has more to do with, I guess, the point spread. How many points does home field advantage give you? A lot. I mean, it just does, especially in Tiger Stadium. Hey, Sean, we have a, I, I have a photo here. I got a bunch of the photos from the Alabama game. There you go. So I, I guess, I mean, I'm 5'8 here. So I guess around there. Also that weekend, that guy, Drew Legend right here, Ugh. That's from the Florida State weekend. Here's another from the Atlanta weekend. That guy is a legend. Kind of sort of legend. There's Perkin Brancicat after the Bama game. Legends. I love it. Atlanta. There's another one of our PHLers right there. Jordan with the ego. Pierce doesn't comment all night. And <laughs> he's got joy. Y'all don't know. Pierce has a Joy Taylor alert on his phone. <laughs> but she really, she really is awesome. She really is awesome. Um, got to talk with her at the game, and then, um, and and it was awesome. Like from someone that idolizes Colin Cowherd, that was so cool to meet her. From that, Colin's autograph book is actually right over here. Uh, so. There you go. PHL on the road, man. We got to get back out there. Yes. But where you are standing 
or sitting, you have a better understanding of what actually is happening than people watching on TV. Okay? You don't know really anything unless you could see the safeties. Because the first thing the quarterback looks at when he gets under center oftentimes is where are the safeties located. That helps him realize the coverage. Merrill Hodge is a GOAT. All-time talent evaluator Merrill, Merrill Hodge. He was right about Jadavian Clowney. He was right about uh, Johnny Mandel. Checking in on the poll. Why do y'all like ribeye so much? I don't. I don't know how y'all can eat a ribeye. What you saying, me, Danny girl? Let me see. Oh, Danny, please come on. No, don't, don't, don't do that to me. I'm not gonna put this. I'm not gonna put this on the screen. Please, Danny. Please go throw your phone. People are gonna think like the shadiest thing, but it it really is the worst thing. Like that is that is awful. That that is awful, Danny girl. You can't do that to me. I, I kind of want to pull your LSU card now. You can't send that to me. You can't. You can't do that. Thank you, LA mom. Yeah, but Danny, you can't, you know better than that. Send me something that is actually worthwhile. You can't, you can't do this. I feel like calling your husband, your kids. Please, like, what is this? What is this? What is this, Danny? Monstrosity of a uniform. I can't like I I I you know I take uniforms so seriously when it comes to LSU football. They have never had a bad alternate uniform. Ever. At least in the modern era, they've never had a bad alternate. I would seriously, I promise. Seriously. Potentially never root for my team again. If they were to stroll out there in that, you know what? You know what? You want to know what that looks like? That looks like that looks like like a pee wee team coached by people who has no business coaching pee wee football uniforms. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I I don't. 
I don't mind that combo either. The white pants, purple jerseys, white helmets. I, I, I like that. I do. Trevor, what's up, man? Thank you, Trevor. I like the 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 random topics where people who don't comment fly in here to correct the masses. I do, Jesse, at Power Hour LSU. I know it's basic. White top, gold bottoms, gold helmet. Keep it simple. We have the most iconic uniform combination, arguably in the sport. When you think LSU, you think white top, gold bottom, gold helmet. There's no other team who has a uniform combination that is as synonymous with its university. Now, I'm... I won't be super biased and say we have the best uniforms in all of college football. Two lanes are great. <laughs> I got to be real. Two lanes are great. There's a lot of uniforms that I love. Definitely purple top, gold bottom, because we only wear them two times a year. And it's, we'll never wear purple versus a power five team.
Ahí ya. Now. Two. Um. Yeah, definitely two. I, I guess Jacory Brooks would be one. Uh, you know, no, we don't play Brown at Kentucky. We don't play Keaton at Tennessee. Um, Franklin at Ole Miss will be interesting. They transfer from UTSA. I guess Luther Burden, I think he could be a little overvalued. Um, God, who else? Ricky Pearsall in Florida is a really good player. One of Jaden's good buddies. Kareem, what's good, man? Oh, Kareem, I was going to tell you why why Omar got disrespected. But then you, do, then you dropped a ribeye take. It's a lunacy. Absolute lunacy. I, I was going to tell you everything, Kareem. <laughs> but you dropped the ribeye clears. Ribeye clears. You gave me the you gave me the most bro response. The ribeye's clear, bro. <laughs> that sounds like a TikTok comment. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That is so funny. Oh my god. I am about to sign off here. But if you super chat, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. But <laughs> I can't get over the ribeye uh, clears. Steve and I agree, man. Three second year coaches winning at he let's go. That's so funny. That is so funny. I could see that. <laughs> I could see some dude named Fletcher at Bogies in Baton Rouge talking about the show. Yo, bro. PHL clears. <laughs> clears what? It just clears, bro. It just clears. <laughs> I've not, I swear I've not heard that in a while. I swear. Because uh, I'm sure there was uh, so, some people out there going like, what the? Clears. <laughs> Oh, God, it's so good. Oh, man. 
Don't talk about that shake, Everdo, who refuses to send me cards to give out here. Ribeyes are him. That's gonna be my that's gonna be my new thing. I'm gonna make some shirts. Let me write that. I wonder, I wonder if it's gonna. Let me see it. I know these are gonna sell like hot hot cakes. PHL clears. <laughs> the show the shirt's gonna say PHL clears, bro. That's all I was gonna say. Big, big letters. Kareem, I love you, man. That is so good. This is gonna sell like a that's gonna sell. Let me write that down on my phone too. PHL clears. It's crazy. I just got an alert that former LSU golfer, I know her, Madeline Sackstrom. It will be in the uh, the women's version of like the Ryder Cup. Also, something else, an LSU athletics thing that was not celebrated. Did you know, and I actually know this guy, friends on Facebook, I haven't talked to him in forever, but he is a Liverpool fan because he actually is from Liverpool. Neil Skupski won Wimbledon tennis doubles. He played tennis at LSU. This dude freaking won Wimbledon. I think he's won it like three times now in doubles. The more you know. So we talked about Shakari Richardson. There's been so anal- so much analysis on my milkshake. <laughs> I guess you could say it. Brought all the boys to the yard. But, I mean, there's been so many like, comments about this, uh, the, the, the shake. <laughs> I 
I've been quite eloquent about it. <laughs> I guess you can call that Shakespeare. Uh, that's a thigh slamper if I've ever heard one. Bang, bang. Big thanks to all our super chatters tonight. Riley, Adam, the winner of the Kenny Hilliard card. Paul was in here earlier. Paul's a busy man in Lafayette. Shout out to the 337. AP, Trey, Bobby, J Red, LJ holding it down. Rome is burning. Jordan, TJ, Louisiana Control. Shout out to them. Denny Girl, Dr. Morgan, Tommy. Danny, I'm on one. Hmm. See, uh, only people that eat filet mignon could come up with that level of wit. Okay. Now, I'll be chatting in the Discord briefly, but tomorrow night we will be live on here, 6 p.m. Central. We are one step closer to LSU football season. Once again, I really appreciate all your super chats. It goes a long way. Uh, this is when, um, you know, this is our busiest time of the year. So I understand there's a lot of competing LSU YouTube channels. Watch what you feel most entertained by. But I deeply appreciate each and every one of you that are a part of our growing PHL community. Okay. Now, let me see. Who was the top super chatter? Tonight, uh, we have a tie for first here tonight. Dr. Morgan and LJ, I appreciate it. Do PHL diehards. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's power, power, LSU. Boom. All right. And tonight, it's Tuesday, and our BFF Kenley came over. Steven super chatted, so we'll hang out. Steven, it's up to you. If you want to hang out a little bit longer, we can. We can. It is up to you, Steven. If you want to hang out a little bit longer, it's up to you. I appreciate, though. Uh, your comments, you are definitely a really good commenter. You're never trolling. You're always kind to everybody. I appreciate that. Here's some love for your long streams, though. Even though I'm a ribeye guy. Look, there's no, I, I will say this. So Cliff's obviously my cousin. Cliff is an elite cook. I, I did not expect this, but he is elite. Elite. I would be shocked if there are that many cooks better than Cliff on here. I know Doug knows would get in a fight about that. Uh, Steve, uh, but Steve runs a restaurant, so he's he's he doesn't count. No, cause, uh, dude. Edward O, you do not. I, I, I swear, man, he cooks so good, I'll fight over it. 
All right. Now, let's go to Steven. Let's talk about Lancer starting in game three. Starting by game three. Okay. So, um, you know, I always go back to, uh, you know, how I initially view these prospects because that tells you a lot about how they're going to be in a, in a, in a true freshman setting. Uh, so much changes, even though uh, from their high school All-American games to even at LSU because your diet changes, your way of life changes. So I think one underrated trait about, you know, some of the five stars that have succeeded at LSU, the guys that have have been also really hard workers, right? Uh, Mason went through like a big diet change when he got to LSU. Will obviously is is one of the leaders on the team right when he stepped foot on campus. Um, Harold, Emery, those guys are good because they're talented, but they're, they're good because they worked really hard. All right. So Lance also does that. He is really well put together mentally. I've, I've gotten to interview him. Um, you know, I learn a lot more in the conversations I have with these players off camera and he is really well put together. Um, and starting by game three is tough. So for me, Stephen, I, I, Emory Jones had the best grade of the three, and I thought he was the, the most ready straight out. Now, Will had the better year in my estimation, but I also think Emory's not playing in his best position just yet. And the benefit of having Lance start is we're able to kick him, uh, Emory inside and get him to where he's going to maul people and be a real difference maker. And I think him an offensive guard would make him one of the best players on this team. Okay, uh, he, he's already kind of close to that. I, I, I wouldn't put him in like the top five, but guys, yeah, I, I think Emory. The part of the benefit of putting Lance at right tackle is to get Emory where you know God intends him to be. And when he plays guard, it's going to be he's going to he's going to you know destroy people. Um, but obviously, tackle is is more valuable. Um. So, yeah, you know, I think with, with Lance, you would like that. Do I feel starting Lance Hurd versus Florida State is where I want to be at this point? No, I I don't. Like, Lance is is obviously plenty athletic enough to play Division One football now. He is one of the most interestingly built, physically, players I've ever been around. He is built more like an NBA guy than a football player. If you ever stand next to him, you're like, God, <laughs> this guy is crazy. Um, so by game three is a lot. It's possible, yes. Obviously, injuries can change a lot by then too. But I, w- I would say, n- I would say no. I would say no at this point, even though last year, Game three was Emory's first start. Now, Jordan Super Chats, no ketchup on a hot dog. Hmm. I agree. I, I think ketchup on a hot dog is a little overrated. I mean, I'm fine with it if it's just dry and, and only ketchup's available. I'll roll with it. I'm not really that much of a glizzy gobbler. It's just not really... Yeah, I'm just not a glizzy guy. Um, but I'll take it. I mean, glizzies are fine. Um, but I do think, as you can see with the hot dog emoji, it has mustard on it. 
Relish, I, I can't do relish. Can't do relish. Uh, I do think, though, in terms of condiments, I can do a plain hot dog more than I could do a plain corn dog. Speaking of which, I've never understood the LSU corn dog thing. Every time I went to a road game and they did the corn dog chant, it never made sense to me. Okay. <laughs> but 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 mustard on a corn dog is the highest ceiling for a hot dog wiener. Right? There's no other version of like a hot dog wiener that is better than <laughs> than a corn dog. But the corn dog is absolutely nothing without mustard. A corn dog is nothing. It is better used as a weapon than a uh, form of nourishment <laughs> than uh, if, if it doesn't have mustard. Yeah, Pierce, but that started way before the Katy Perry thing. I think. I don't know. Maybe she did start it. I don't know. Oh, come on, Michael B. Oh, come on, Michael B. Come on. Your your takes are better than that. I can't even put that on the screen. Oh, Edward O. You you've destroyed me for so many takes. Rib eye all day over her fillet. Mm. Yeah, Pierce, but I went to the Florida game in 08 and the corn dog things. It was like a very real thing. What year was Katy Perry on game day? I watched that segment during this offseason. Fourteen. See, I thought it was like mid twenties. Speaking of Katy Perry, she's like the one like A list star that is like the least A list of the A list. If that makes sense, like I never hear or see anything. I know she was on AI uh, for the longest. You know, you know who I think is, um, you know, one video that was purely absurd this weekend was the, um, my, um, my wife showed it to me was, uh, the Katy Perry when she got mobbed at that restaurant.
it's kind of crazy that like Dylan Cruz is just dominating. Like he's obscenely good in this minor league level. Isn't it crazy? Like one 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 thing I was thinking about earlier was uh Brandon Cooks. So you know he started his career with the Saints. So Brandon Cooks went from the Saints with Drew Brees to the Patriots with Tom Brady. Then he went to the Rams with Jared Goff and Sean McVay. And he's with the Texans. Talk about a drop-off. And now he's with Dak. What a freaking career. If hot dogs are the best thing at a tailgate... You are not at the right tailgate. You're just not. But this does actually. So jalapeno and garlic stuffed hot dogs wrapped in bacon. I don't know. Rick, what's good, man? We, we got to go to the stillery in Nashville. I love the Stillery. That's one of my favorite restaurants. God, my weekend in Nashville. Uh, I've had a few really good ones. I freaking love Nashville.
apparently, I just want to share this, okay? Apparently, the reviews of the Florida Gator Swamp Kings isn't good. No, duh. Okay. The best documentaries are oftentimes the ones where the subjects themselves aren't interviewed because they won't give you access until they say, this is what we wanted and this is what they don't. But I know a lot of you are going to watch it. I'll let you decide on yourself. I'm just saying what I've seen on social media, I've gotten a few texts about it. It's disappointing. Uh, they didn't mention this person or that person. I'm not going to do any spoilers. So, there you go. Totally agree with this, Jordan. Ranch is fine. It really is. But I'm such a huge chicken wing guy. Like, you know, when it comes to, like, more, like, kind of basic tailgating food. So, like, obviously our tailgates are just way better than everybody else's. So, you know, boudin trumps everything. Obviously, other Cajun food trumps, like, just basic food, right? Um, but wings, I love all kinds of wings. I do. I do. But I do agree. Blue cheese over, over ranch. It's just better. Yeah, I mean, here's – okay. Here's a problem with the Florida documentary. There's so many people, like – in this documentary that need their own documentary. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just a lot to all kind of factor in. And even though I said I, I was critical of the Manziel documentary, cause I would have liked to have heard from Mike Evans in it. Maybe it's better. He wasn't in it because every, all the focus was on Manziel. Um, You know, as far as like the Aaron Hernandez stuff, I mean, you, 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 want, you want to know something crazy? I actually interviewed Aaron Hernandez after the LSU Florida game in 09. 09? Yes, 09. And he is still the best route running tight end I have ever seen. Dear Lord. Um, but there's already a full documentary of all like the NFL side of things. Um, yeah, I honestly don't think we'll ever really get... Like, I'll watch the Swamp King stuff. I just don't think we'll ever truly get all the stories from that Florida team. Honestly, eBay's the best place, but there's a lot of different places. TOV, Garlic Parm. I'm down with Garlic Parm. I think it's great. Nothing comes close to lemon pepper if it's done right. 
I also think, you know, I like all forms of chicken wings, but I like the full wing. The drum flat stuff is just not my favorite. I also think uh, with chicken wings, you can get your chicken wings to an elite level at a low cost. I truly do believe it. And chicken wings also produce volume. You know, in terms of a steak, a steak is kind of a one-sitting kind of thing. It's not really a leftover kind of food. When my wife does chicken wings, we got we, we get three meals out of that. Mango habanero. Cajun lemon pepper. Bien, I mean, it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. I will say the least amount of fun I had on a road trip was Gainesville. No, I don't. Simply because could it yes, could could it just get so out of control? I mean, there's been so many arrests with this kind of stuff or just um uh, just whatever. There's so many just things that have happened that you could see it being um bigger than 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 the program. Because things can spiral out of control and you can't do anything about it. Okay. Um, but holy hell, dude. It is... It's crazy. But I'll also say this, Pierce. The speeding in the eyes of... The American public isn't viewed as badly as other arrests, right? When it should be, right? If you're traveling over a hundo in a car and you hit somebody, more than likely there's going to be serious injury or loss of life, right? Um, it's scary. It is scary how fast some people will drive, right? And something else about that, Pierce, is that's like that, that's not that, that Jordan and to defend Georgia here, that's also not the only program that's had issues with that. Okay. Uh, there have been SEC athletes who have lost their lives. Uh, not just at Georgia because of, because of speeding. It's it's a very scary thing, right? Uh, Aaron Anderson over under two and a half kick returns for a touchdown this season. So I I don't think he'll be the kick returner. I think he'll be the punt returner. Um, could he return kicks as well? Yes, 
I'm actually fine with them returning kicks. I never like, like for instance, I wasn't a big fan of, like I wouldn't be a big fan of Malik Neighbors returning a kick because he the, the value he provides as a receiver is so much more valuable than the value he could give you on a kick return. Right. And if you were to get hurt on a kick return, yeah, I mean, it, it could be devastating for our entire offense. Um, but Aaron Anderson, like, if he turns out to be a very valuable, like, wide receiver for us, I don't want him returning kicks. Punts, and I, I feel a little bit better because it's not as high speed. Of collisions it it it's a little bit different in terms of that um but overall two and a half kick returns is it's is is a lot right so tyron had two in 2011 punt returns for touchdowns Almost had a third. Obviously, the Georgia one got shoestrung at the end. Um, so I, I got. I'll go over to put the good put the good vibes out there. <coughs> I will also say this, Stephen. In terms of that aspect of his game, he is one of the most coveted high school returners ever. I think he had like a gazillion touchdowns. I remember a game on ESPN he had he had two punt return touchdowns. Man, I hope. I think, you know, with Waddle, I, I would guess Waddle's top end speed is probably a little bit better. Um not many people had Waddle's athleticism, but I think I think Aaron Anderson. I think it's within the realm of possibility he's that good, right? I mean, it's possible, Sibley. It really is. Like, it really, really, really is. But I, I doubt it, man. Now, I really do appreciate all the love here tonight. Really, really, really do. But we're going to sign this thing off. Big congrats to our big winner, Adam. I'll be chatting in the Discord. And don't forget, we will be live in less than 24 hours, 6 p.m. Wednesday night. We'll see you then. Hit it! Power. Power. LSU. Boom! And tonight, we are doing, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, tacos. Let's, and actually, Sibley, I, I, can, I can keep going.
If y'all absolutely want to, we can keep going. But I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I will be chatting in the Discord, though. Let's go. Boom, boom, boom. Whew.